What is going on, guys? Welcome to the special Wednesday bonus episode of Creeps in the Crypt. As always. And forever. I'm Eric, and I'm joined by... Christian. And Sam. And Lucy. And Lucy. So... I have to ask you guys, did you guys ever have a dinosaur phase as a kid? Absolutely. How about you, Sam? I think so. I mean, I wasn't ever, like, super obsessed with them, but, like, I definitely played with them. You know who had a really big obsession with them? Jackson. So did I. I used to set up battle scenes with army men and dinosaurs. I had to buy. I love Remember that. when all the Jurassic Worlds came out? Yeah, I had to buy all those toys. I had all the Jurassic Park stuff. Yep. And... That's why we're here today, because life finds a way. Oh, it does. Talking about dinosaurs. Well, it, no. it, this well. is also our shout out to all our new Canadian listeners. We wanted to give you guys something special. So this was going to be an episode on a different cryptid. And I was like, I want to do something Canadian. So I started digging around on the Internet and I found this this story. I do love a good cryptid. It's a cryptid, but it's also a fucking dinosaur. In Canada. In Canada. In Canada. Our so northern we're neighbor. All the fronts. So shout out to everybody from Canada that downloaded the show. You guys rock. You're awesome. And we appreciate you a ton. Um, you got us to big announcement. We are now el- eligible for ads. Through our podcast host site because of you guys and the awesome amount of downloading you guys have done. So thank you. Thank you so much. So if you, if you start hearing ads on the shows, just know that's because you guys rock and we're finally getting some monetary recognition from the show. And we appreciate you so much. So, so much that we are bringing you this episode. Sam, go ahead. We are talking about the Partridge Creek Monster. And I'm just going to preface, if I say anything wrong, don't tell me. Just let me where I'm at. And that is consistently. I did do the notes for this one, and I did copy and paste a lot of dinosaur names. Oh, my God. A lot of dinosaur names, because I was like, yeah, I'm not going to type all that out. (laughs) And uh, that's that's what we got. Love that for me. Let's let's light this candle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do some dinosaur roars after this one. Please don't. What was that? Was that a chicken? <laughs> I mean, that's a relative of T Rex. If you would like, I'll grab Lucy and shake her little tinkle ball and make her chitter into the mic. No, <laughs> no, so I, cute. Sound like you were a rooster crowing at the the morning sun. No. We've got stately mountains, sparkling turquoise rivers, and meandering valleys with exquisite grace are just a fraction of the appeal that applies to the Klondike region of Canada's Yukon Territory. Indigenous First Nation peoples account for approximately 20% of the Yukon's demographics. Together with the descendants of Canada's first immigrants, they contribute to a rich culture involving sled dog races, hiking, hunting, and natural food cultivation. <laughs> Maple syrup, anyone? Shut up. That was so lame. <laughs> I mean, look. 
We got to know what they're known for. Cam, uh, huh? I would definitely order some poutine if I was up there. Where is the maple syrup monster? That's where I need to know where that is. Yeah, why is there not a, like a maple tree monster thing? That would be amazing. That would be fucking great. I would love to be friends with him. Guys, get on that. Make... Start, citing, start the folklore. Start, start citing some maple tree monsters. Camping. It's like the giving tree, but super yeah. evil. Oh, no. I love the giving he just, tree. He just slaughters his enemies in no, maple syrup. No, he encases them in like maple syrup. Like syrup. amber, yeah. Yes! That's oh perfect my because gosh. it goes with the dinosaur theme today. <laughs> Camping within the country's frost-tipped forests invigorates the blood. A natural spring tends to supplement one step during the exploration of Canada's bountiful ecology. Spelunkers and explorers scale its narrow crags and winding courses with eager companion dogs weaving in and out between tall trees. As a result of the steep temperatures, each breath appears as a swirling trace of condensation, one after the other, as the lungs expand and contract in perfect anatomical Unison. I'm just hitting all of the words right now so I can be You're doing excused good. with the vast amount of mispronunciations I'm going to be doing later on. It's okay. So. We love you for it. Thank you. The wildlife in the Yukon subarctic climate is no less exotic. Winter foxes, which are so freaking cute. Sheep, bears, elk, muskoxen avian raptors <laughs> there are fucking raptors in canada i'm never going there are, are you retarded you know like, what a raptor is right like a hawk they're called raptors. Like a raptor not like that raptor but like a hawk they're raptors i've never heard that in what? my whole life raptor Hawks, eagles birds of prey yeah, they're raptors. I've, I've heard them called birds of prey, but never a fucking raptor. Yeah, they're, they're raptors. <laughs> yeah. Owls. I think owls are in that category. I don't think, I don't, I'm not sure <sighs> if owls are. I fucking let, let love us know owls. If they, are. they murder shit. I love them. Oh, I do too. They're anyway. nature's other perfect killing machine, and we keep picking them up and wanting to kiss them. Yeah, I don't pick so up any cute. owls, man. I, I would pick up an you owl. You can domesticate an owl. I I've would 1,000% domesticate an owl. I've seen an owl in the woods before. It was injured. We called, like, uh, DNR about it. I would make friends with it. I 100% would be its friend. Yes. Let me nurse you back to health, and you can love me and write send letters. <laughs> Simmer down, Harry Potter. <laughs> Clearly, this is not a, you know, bird-friendly house. Um, You're more of a Weasley, aren't you? That was... I think that is that because I'm a fucking ginger, Eric? <laughs> Is that why? It might be. <laughs> I think that's the reason why Eric was like so gun ho about us getting cats. He's like, I hate birds. I do hate birds. And he was like, let's get two perfect bird killing machines I, I and put them in our can't. house. I can't stand And give the them bird. a box to shit in. <laughs> give them a box to shit in. And then we're perfect. Mm-hmm. It would be a creature described by a Mr. George Dupuy. Dupois. Dupois. Maybe. It's French. It's French. I'm going, I'm going like way French with it. Yeah, but that UY doesn't make that sound. I don't know. I don't know French. Dupois. Anyway, in 1903, (laughs) we're just going to call him Mr. George because I'm not, I'm not even going to try. Okay. 
1903. Can't get Southern with it. <laughs> just just say George. Days. Just call it George. No, just call him George. In 1903, that would introduce a new sort of fear into the hearts of the Canadian populace. The monster of Partridge Creek, as it would become to known, garnered official inquiry after being featured in French magazine Je Sais Tout, which published a very interesting article in April of 1908. Yeah, this was the lost episode of the Partridge family. Shut, shut up. Danny Bonaducci finds a T-Rex <laughs> and makes friends with it. Jealous, honestly. So this article was written by George. The content was an anthology of encounters civilians and farmers had with a frightening beast beginning in the early aughts. Most prominent in the collection was an encounter involving Canadian hunters James Butler and Tom Lemore. As was typical for the time, James and Tom had been out in the bush tracking large moose near a place called Partridge Creek. As they progressed into the swampy territory, these two men eventually came across a large disturbance in the bush. Brush. I was about to say... <laughs> I'm going to find a large disturbance in the bush later tonight. I'm fucking... I hate it here. It was clear to the hunter's discipline that it wasn't left by any moose. Both men could see where an enormous animal had pressed itself into the mire of the swampy ground. Having the presence of mind to measure this impression, they found that there was a 30-foot furrow which was 12 feet wide, two feet deep, and what seemed to be clawed footprints about two and a half feet wide. Are they saying this thing is, like the footprint was two feet wide? I mean, 12 feet wide? Yeah, five foot long. That's over two of me. I know. It's a big boy. This thing's fucking massive. Holy shit. And then two feet deep. Damn. All right. Which means that thing is heavy. Yeah. Like. Two feet's almost half of me. T-Rex from Jurassic Park. Heavy. Jesus. There also appeared to be drag marks from what was presumed to be the creature's tail. These marks were registered as 10 feet long and 16 inches wide wide holy shit it's a big boy him's begging he eats good <laughs> real good well i think that's a very fascinating part of this is because most dinosaurs are depicted as not dragging their tails they use their tails to more balance um and this thing's got more like a kangaroo type posture yeah it's a dinosaur kangaroo but yeah, I mean, honestly, who's to say it a hasn't Kangasaur. evolved? Who's to say this Kangasaurs. thing hasn't evolved to, like, have certain different attributes? Could you imagine that kind of drop air coming out of the fucking tree? No, because uh, it's, like, 50 foot tall. Uh, kangaroos can fight. And so sure could this, this thing. I'm sure this thing could fight. Pro I, pro I mean, that big, would you even have to fight? No. No, you just fucking eat shit. At the next deep gully, the pe peculiar tracks ended. 
Perhaps understandably, Butler and Lemore had lost any enthusiasm they'd had about snagging a moose. What remained now was to find out whether anyone else in the region had stumbled upon this creature. The welfare of families were at stake. Who knew what might happen to women and children in remote areas who unwittingly crossed paths with this monster? The two hunters decided to check in with a trading post on Armstrong Creek where Butler had previously arranged to meet George for a hunting expedition. Initially, upon hearing their story, George was reportedly skeptical, but the men were adamant. The trio quickly formulated their solution to form a larger posse that would include both hunters, George, and a Reverend Pierre Lavigno. I'm going to go with that. And some First Nation guides. Together, the party assembled weapons and made plans to travel back to Partridge Creek. Whatever this creature was, it was colossal and therefore likely dangerous. Imagine just being a big old puppy. Just wants to play. I mean, it's probably not. No, but. <laughs> no it, it, it's a predatory creature uh, that but, will fucking murder you. But just imagine it was. I, I'm good on it that. It wants to play uh, hide and go seek. It's it always the winner. Yeah, it wants to play fetch it's with, your, with your carcass. Always the winner. It's just going to throw you into the snow and leave a bloody, like, smear and go fetch you. Blood angel! You know. Jesus Christ. Many settlements dotted the wintry Yukon slopes, and no one wanted to risk the safety of their wives and children. Once back in the field near the furrows, camp was made and the men settled in for a lengthy wait. Then, after a long stretch of strange preparation, they heard it a marrow-curdling bellow that sent the posse diving for their rifles. What would emerge from the freezing brush would, could have never been imagined. An onyx-colored, 50-foot-long creature with gray bristles in its hide and a single horn on its snout waded into view. So it's like a giant rhino. Mm -hmm. is, that what is, is that basically what they're saying? It's no, a giant it, fucking it, rhino? It's a, it's, it's a fucking T-Rex, dude. It's a big boy. It says 50 foot long. Yeah. With gray bristles and a single horn on its snout. Yeah. That sounds like a rhino. Dinosaurs had uh, had horns. Not T-Rexes, though. Some yeah. of them did. Did they? Yeah. yeah there was a couple of, like, Some not species. The, maybe not, not a T-Rex, but something, what was something the one of that the ilk. The two. Triceratops? No. no there's a T-Rex type dinosaur that had, like, two... Oh. horns on its head there's some with one i mean fuck we don't oh, we don't know there's tons of shit uh fair with hearts as frozen as the arctic wind the party watched shivering as the horned creature milled about on four stocky limbs then sensing it was being tracked the animal rose up onto two limbs and uttered a second furious roar by this time i imagine the hunting party must have emptied their bowels in fright but fortunately for them, the monster decided not to charge. Instead, it opted to retreat into a nearby ravine where it disappeared. What, huh? what I find the most fascinating about their description, about it having like an onyx-looking fur um, and or quills almost, like a bird, is, uh -huh. this is this is something that wasn't even established at the time that dinosaurs had feathers. So, okay. This this observation is 
far the fuck ahead of its time. Yeah. Which leads credence to me that this is actually not a work of science fiction like a lot of people believe. Right. But the thing's got fucking feathers, man. And now they're saying T-Rexes and dinosaurs like that had feathers and hair and stuff. Hmm. So fascinating. Well, fortunately for the posse, they would never encounter it again. Or unfortunately, I guess, depending on where you stand in it. Unfortunately, I just want to make friends. So it's both bipedal and all fours. Yeah, depending on what it needs to do. Like a grizz, like a bear. It's it's like a T Rex with longer arms, essentially. Is what I like from the description I, I read. It's like the tail to for the tail to be that long. Mm-hmm. It it's probably using its tail to balance itself while it's bipedal. Like a kangaroo. Essentially. It's a Canadian kangaroo. Everything's weirder in Canada, man. Mm. Aside from a few other brief reports, little more was seen or heard of the monster. Without photographs, a body, or tissue samples, there's no way of shedding any light on what exactly this creature really was. There aren't even any sketches for reference, but the good Reverend Pierre left us a clue. When shown a text with illustrations of both living reptilians and extinct ones, he pointed at to a ceratosaurus. There you go. There we go. Which fell into extinction more than 140 million years ago. George did not intend to go forward with this admittedly bizarre encounter, nor did any of the other party members. Only when the Reverend sent him a personal letter with details of the creature's last known sighting did George change his mind. The letter was dated December of 1907 and revealed the Reverend's claim that he and 10 of his parishioners had seen the same creature streaking through the landscape again, this time with a full caribou in its jaws. Those things are big, right? Yeah. Massive. It's a big deer. Okay, that's what I thought. It's like a moose. Okay. It's like in between a moose and a deer, right? I think it's pretty much damn near a moose. I like their coffee. (laughs) Okay, Sam. (laughs) Random thoughts from Sam. Oh, the caribou coffee. It's I like it. I have it. I it's love downstairs. it. It's amazing. I used to, I, when they had granola bars, they were so good. That's a thing. They used to have like the coffee flavored like granola bars with like chocolate, and it was what? good. They were delicious. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. They, I'm pretty sure they were caribou coffee. Y'all ones. crack me the fuck up, man. Well, uh, I feel like I'm having like a Mandela effect right now. I. I anyway. <laughs> the, the story details two alleged encounters with a large theropod dinosaur. That means, what does a theropod? That's the type of dinosaur, a T-Rex or an Allosaurus or any of that shit would fall into. Okay. So a theropod dinosaur in the Partridge Creek area of Yukon, Canada, and is often accused of being a fictional account despite it being published in a newspaper as a true story. 
Several alleged sightings of similar animals had also later been made in the Kimchatka. <laughs> I knew this was going to be a fun one for you. Kimchatka? Kim Kimchatka Peninsula of the Siberia. Oh, no wonder it's fucking Russian. Anyway, that peninsula area of Siberia, Russia, as well as an isolated alleged sighting of a similar creature in Fairbanks, Alaska. I can pronounce that one. Uh-huh. There you go. I threw that one in. A, you get a, a gold star. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the Partridge Creek monster was described as resembling a Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so dumb right now because I can't say these words. Ceratosaurid? Ceratosaurid. Just say dinosaur from here on out. For fuck's sake, Sam. No. A family of carnivorous theropods known only from the late Jurassic to early Cretaceous. Yeah. I always said crustaceous. (laughs) Like a fucking crustaceous. The crustacean period. (laughs) Cretaceous strata in the fossil record of africa europe north america and south america most recognizable by the prominent horn on their snouts it's apparently depicted in a manner common for dinosaur illustrations at the time with its tail dragging behind it george reported that the animal left an imprint in the mud measured at more than two feet deep 30 feet long and 12 feet wide with a tail 10 feet long and 16 inches wide at the tip. He later estimated that the animal at 50 feet long from nose to tail and that the crest of its spine stood 18 feet above the ground. Its hide is uniquely shown as and described as hairy like that of a wild boar with thick bristles and its underbelly was plastered in thick mud. It also produced a terrifying roar and was grayish black in color. Throughout the 1930s, Canadian writer and former Hudson Bay Company inspector Philip H. Godsell wrote a number of articles in which he included a story that had been told to him by his friend Frank Beaton, the HBC's chief factor at Fort St. John, British Columbia. Frank had heard the story from a scientific party whose members had heard it from one of their Indian guides, a Cree named Chikina. Sounds good to me. (laughs) That's that's how it's spelled. Who had in turn heard the tale from his father. Sometime in the late 19th or early 20th century, Chikina's father had purportedly traveled to the upper Liard River country in what is now southeastern Yukon, where he fell in with a primitive tribe of Dene? Dean? Dene? Yep. Indians. Don't come for me. Godsell writes, quote, around their fires, these Stone Age people had told of a medicine valley to the north inhabited by monsters of fearful size and ferocity. One of the Cree's new acquaintances produced a scrap of buckskin from his medicine bag on which had been burned the image of one of these monsters. 
The Cree treasured this charm for years and eventually bequeathed it to his son, Chikina, who in turn later showed it to the scientific party he was tasked with guiding. The scientist told an incredulous beaten that Frank that he that the figure depicted on the buckskin scrap was a dinosaur drawn in flawless anatomical detail. That's wild. So I'm saying, like a fucking dinosaur in Canada. I'm not that crazy to go look for it, but like I kind of want to see it. I'm not going to the Yukon though. I ain't built like that. No, nah, I hate the snow. So that rules. It doesn't me have to out. be the. It doesn't have to be in the snow. Does it only come out in the cold weather? I don't know. Oh dogs that you're talking about that didn't the dip with Godzilla. It was like a Godzilla movie or something came out. um, Godzilla movie with um, fuck, what's his name? He was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yeah. Ferris Bueller. Yeah, but... uh, I don't uh, know what his name is. Matthew Broderick. And the little Taco Bell dog is like, here, Lizzie, like hunting Godzilla. I remember this. And then like he's like... Oh, I think I need a bigger I love the sound effects, dude. (laughs) I love the sound effect. Give me more dinosaurs stomping around, please. I need I need more of that in my life. You can fuck right off, Eric. Sam, no, do it. I'm not doing this it. This is so good. I'm no, gonna, leave me alone. I'm gonna isolate that. And just make that the rest of the episode. <laughs> just Sam, just making dinosaur noises. <laughs> there you go. That's the rest of the episode, folks. <laughs> I told you I could have gone over there and grabbed Lucy and had her chit into the mic and we could have reversed it and then made it really loud and it probably would have been the same thing. Just put all the bass into it? Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Newspapers across North America reported that a group of carnivorous dinosaurs resembling ceratosaurids had been spotted in the Soviet Union's Kamchatka... Peninsula. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Mariana would be so proud of me. My best friend is Russian. <laughs> Indigenous hunters allegedly discovered the mangled remains of a young ceratosaurid in Russia's boreal wilderness and brought one of its severed feet, which was the size of a man's head, back to civilization. Some journalists who commented upon the story suggested that these alleged Russian dinosaurs might be related to the Partridge Creek monster, speculating that the animals might cross the Bering Strait during especially severe winters when Kamchatka and... I was doing so well! Basically, the ice bridge. Chukokta? Yeah. Chukokka. That thing. Chukokka? What? (laughs) Chicago. I knew this episode would torture Sam. I was like, I'm so glad I don't fucking read this. Anyway, they were linked to Alaska by an unbroken stretch of ice when a subsequent expedition in search of the Russian dinosaurs proved fruitless. Some suggested that the prehistoric remnants abode within the Chersky Mountains, 
a range newly discovered in northeastern Siberia between the Yana and Indigurka? Indi in river. I don't fucking know. In the rivers. <laughs> sure, let's go with that. Indigurka. In, I don't know. Indigurka? Indigurka? I don't know, man. I'm not even taking a stab fuck at these. these. Fuck these words, man. Sorry, Words Sam. are hard. Words, yeah, words, words, words are hard. I don't know if it's a, an I sound. No, it's not. I don't know. I'll, I I wish I would have read when farther. In, when it's in no language, like because it doesn't go phonetically, I feel like. No, I should have asked Mariana. How do I say I these? I told you so read the hard notes. Just read her through the notes. What All is right, this folks, word? <laughs> I asked Sam. I was like, you're going to want to read these notes. I know. We'll see. I had to have a four-hour argument with a smaller version of me oh, about God. cleaning her damn room. I've been there many times. Yep. At first, the first round, she stuffed everything in random drawers. Nope, take it all out, do it again. Then she tried stuffing under her dress, her dresser and chest of drawers. Nope, try it again. See, I just throw it all in the closet. No, we're going to put it away nicely in the right way. That way we know where everything is when we want to play with it again. Hmm. I know where everything is. Though. I've given up on Jay's room. We've just given up. I'm trying. I've given Good up. luck. Yeah, God thank speak. you. When you get to mine, you're just like, this is your space. <laughs> this is your space. If you destroy it, that's cool. I'm not coming here to hunt for anything. Yeah. Good luck. Around 2012, an unidentified user on the Panda Pages section of the World Wildlife Fund official website described an alleged encounter with a large theropod dinosaur 30 feet in height resembling an allosaurid after departing from a Denny's restaurant to stop at a hotel in Fairbanks, Alaska. He, he got food drunk on the moons over Miami, man. Love those. He did what? You never had a moons over Miami at Denny's? I don't like Denny's. What? And I, I don't mean, have a, a Denny's wa- in I'm a Waffle House guy. I don't like Waffle so. House that much. I'll mm-hmm. eat it if I have to, but. I love some Waffle House. I used to. Now it gives me heartburn. I mean, nothing's better when you're pissed drunk at two in the morning. Waffle oh, House. facts. Or McDonald's chicken nuggets. Plus, watching the fist fights, watching the drunk people fist fight is just, just great. Mm. That's a that's a little southern reference for everybody. <laughs> that only happens in the south that they fist fight each other. No, at Waffle House in particularly. <laughs> Do they not fight at Waffle House anywhere else? Uh, they don't have Waffle Houses anywhere else. What? Yeah, they're they're really only in the south. Well, they Another have a, reason why I'm never leaving the south. What do they have up north? IHOP, omelet shop, or some shit. What like the that. hell is an omelet shop? I'm not eating omelet at 2 a.m. drunk. That sounds like a damn horrible name for a Planned Parenthood. Get- Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. I mean, actually, you'd be you'd think it'd be like a scrambled egg shop or something. No, I was going omelet. Uh, all right. It's a bunch of different things. All right. Well, moving on. The animal allegedly allegedly terrorized the individual and their family 
while inside their car as well as another couple witnessing the animal from nearby and allegedly the animal was looking to feed two of its young. In September 190 in the September 1908 issue of Knowledge and Illustrated Scientific News, naturalist Richard Lidecker commented on the publication of George's story noting the existence of carnivorous dinosaurs in northern Alaska, quote, seems incredible to every scientific mind, and pointing out the, quote, prima facie presumption that the larger dinosaurs were inhabitants of warm rather than arctic zones, end quote. Zoologist and cryptozoologist Dr. Carl Schuker commented on the matter in his 1995 book in search of prehistoric survivors saying quote the existence of such an entity calls out calls for our brief not only our belief not brief wow well, these, these got me all up. these words that got me all kinds of she fucked can't up even say regular words i know man i'll start the quote over says, quote, the existence of such an entity calls for our belief not only in the post-Cretaceous fuck, persistence of an endothermic hairy dinosaur, but also its existence in what must surely be the least compatible habitat for any type of large reptile living today. Its lack of cryptozoolog cryptozoological credibility could should hardly come as great surprise. Fuck. That one wasn't even that hard. I know. Fuck these dinosaur words, man. Me brain. <laughs> I'm not braining right anymore. Do you have the brain cell? No, I don't. Someone else does. We know Lucy doesn't have it. No. So, American comics, such... American comics artist Stephen R. Bissett calls the story, quote, one slice of great northern Yukon territory fiction and cites it as among early, quote, Western paleontology tales involving protagonists in the Wild West facing still living dinosaurs. According to Stephen, George's story is, quote, enshrined as the real thing by certain cryptozoology circles, end quote, despite having been published as fiction. But it was published in a true, mag like a nonfiction magazine. Yeah. So that's what's giving this credence. Yeah. The story itself, however, was originally published as a non-fictional account, contrary to the evidently false claims by the likes of Stephen. So that detail urges the reader to seriously consider the account as genuine for a start. However, there are questionable details in the account, such as the inclusion of the Kliakuk Indians mm -hmm. or the characters called Father Pierre, James Lewis Butler, and Tom Leemore, none of which are known to exist outside of George's account. George also described the McWestern Post as being located in the southern shores of the Stewart River opposite the mouth of the McWestern River, about 75 kilometers or 47 miles west of the town of Mayo, 
and 106 kilometers or 66 miles southeast of Dawson, despite that the only known location called McQueston Post was one which existed at the confluence of the Stewart and Yukon Rivers. That's where, like, they meet? So, like, yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't know what confluence means. That would be where they meet. Oh, that was a convergence. Same thing. Okay. Just... Such curious details might either suggest that George was misinformed and mistaken about certain names of places and people, or that he was constructing a fictional account. But the latter might seem less likely as other sightings of similar animals have been made by other people. It's also noteworthy that the Duke of Westminster, Hugh Grosvenor, once planned a well-equipped search and hunting party to acquire the animal. Although these plans were eventually postponed by World War I and subsequently apparently never revisited those plans. The validity of George's account remains unverified to this day and no other search parties or explorers are known to have took upon the challenge to hunt for the elusive legendary animal. It's curious and adds a certain degree of validity to the account in regards to modern perspective on theropods that George describes the animal as being covered in a fur of thick bristles, a feature not thought to exist among theropods until the discovery of the proceratosaurids. Sure. Like the... You try my anus. <laughs> you, you, you. <laughs> yeah. There's no M in that. Yeah. No, I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's you, you Tyrannus or you Tyrannus. You Tyrannus. Yeah. Which fuck you, Christian. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I like you try my anus thesaurus way better. Baby, you want you want to try my anus? I'm sorry, I'm starting to get like silly. <laughs> starting? It's, it's, I'm always silly, but I'm getting tired, so I'm getting silly. Or fucking loopy. Normal. <laughs> so this was also speculated to have inhabited an area of. Temperate rainforests with seasonal temperature changes. Described in 2012 and discovered in the Laoning province of China more than 100 years after the events of the account allegedly took place. So they didn't discover dinosaurs with like hair and feathers until 100 years after this took place. That's wild. A common critique of the account was the idea that theropods only lived in warm climates and not cold ones like Canada, although modern paleontologists have argued that dinosaurs such as Nankosaurus, Nanuk, I think I said it right the first time, Nanukasaurus, described in 2014 from Alaska, did inhabit cold climates in the past based on fossil evidence from both the Arctic and Antarctic regions. 
Additionally, we do not yet have any fossil remains of a ceratosaurid skin integuments. Integuments? That could further support George's description of the animal. Although it is reasonable to suggest that the that even if extinct members of the group, which are thought to have inhabited warmer climates, were once generally or exclusively covered in scales. It's possible that a modern descendant could have adapted to colder climates and sporting a coat of feathery bristles as featured in a genera like the Eutyranus. Other curious note is the animal's great size being much larger than known ceratosaurids from the fossil record. And this could be attributed to the fact animals in colder climates and higher latitudes are usually greater in size since it helps to reduce heat loss. Alternatively, the animal's great size could just be an accidental or deliberate exaggeration of George, on George's part. Or perhaps even a completely fabricated description to evoke a response of wonder from the reader. I mean, here's where I'm at with it. I wonder, we don't know jack shit about dinosaurs other than their skeletal structures. Yeah, no. They found a few of them that were fossilized that had hair and shit like that. But there's a, there could be a possibility that they were warm-blooded and not cold-blooded. And if they're warm-blooded, then they could live in other climates. Mm -hmm. If they're, you know, cold-blooded animals, they need to be near the sun to heat them up, like Mm -hmm. modern lizards. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about something that's far different from any type of reptile we have now. Yeah. So there is a possibility that these are warm-blooded creatures but i mean what do you guys think i mean yeah i think he's a thickum i mean he, he's a big boy he's biggin but i mean this could be one of the ones from russia that have been spotted and it just wandered off yeah i mean they don't really know you know people have been seeing these things in russia and technically, it could have wandered across that land, like the ice bridge. Bearing straight. Exactly. And it could just be a one-off thing that just wandered into fucking Canada and couldn't figure out its way back. Maybe, but Siberia doesn't get warm, does it? N- no, but that's what I'm saying. These could be warm-blooded creatures, and we just don't know about them. Yeah, and there could be a population of them in Russia. Russia's fucking huge. Not all of Russia's populated. No. I don't think Siberia's populated at all. Uh, maybe some gulags. What the fuck's a gulag? Like a work camp. Oh. Like a work prison. Oh. You go and break rocks all day till you die. No, thank you. I'm good on that. Mm-mm. But, yeah, I mean... Let's bring this in for a landing. Um, what do you guys think it is? Mm. Do you, like, what theory are you guys going with on this? I don't really hate the fact that um, it could be just a random Russian animal. 
Because, I mean, technically, Dinosaur. yeah, technically, what well, aren't like birds descendants of, of fucking dinosaurs? Yeah. They're not cold blooded. Right. Closest relative to a T Rex today is a chicken. It's a giant turkey. I'm going <laughs> with my giant theory. It seems to be all right. And it's, I mean, it's not steered you wrong yet. It hasn't. I mean, turkeys, it stands. Turkeys have little quills and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it stands to reason. You know, they could be just a a thriving, surviving dinosaur from the Cretaceous period. I'm okay with it. I mean, show me that it's not. You know? My only question to it is that it was only accounted for. It hasn't been seen since. They don't really have any other real huge. Well, it hasn't been seen in Canada since. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's that's where the cryptid story comes from and where the story was and they haven't seen it since there right do you think maybe it just like wandered across that's and said, that's my theory eh, is it just kind of really my thing and then well so no i would say vibe. it was probably hunting something came mm-hmm. across that ice bridge the ice bridge fucking melted oh and it got stuck, and stuck, and it got stuck. Oh, that's no, the- it's like a one-off creature that came from russia and that then no one knew existed no I bet you he could pronounce some of the Russian names, like, fluently. I hope he can. Because I cannot. It's okay. I wouldn't. You did better than I would have. Or do you think this story is just like. Yeah. I mean, that. It's an awesome dinosaur. It is an awesome dinosaur. Just a big old butthole. (laughs) Buttholosaurus. A big old butthole. (laughs) Buttholosaurus. That sounds awful. So, do you, or do you guys come what from the, the camp roar, that this like is a like a giant fart? Yeah, exactly. Do you guys come from the camp that this could be like just a sci- sci-fi story or a hoax or? Mm. I'd have to have a little more. Or do you more... think this guy actually saw something? God, it's so hard when it was so long ago. I would want to see like some kind of picture or illustration or something. There ain't shit. I definitely think he saw something. And. Uh, I, but I also feel like, well, I mean, you said that it was it it was like a one off, because like I don't think you, you can hide that like with um the, with the amount of people that are like up in the Yukon area I mean, that are the like thing just, probably wandered off and died probably somewhere. But where is its carcass? Where in the where's, no no the carcass would unless it made its way back when I the think bridge it made froze. Its way back. But I would say the thing probably fucking wandered off and died because whatever it was hunting didn't you know wasn't it wasn't a sustainable food supply so it's eating fucking caribou for 10 years and then just finally dies and by that time you know it's either frozen in the in the permafrost right and we'll find it eventually because i mean you're thinking of a massive fucking track of land that's uninhabited yeah. You're like, about Siberia or Canada? No, northern Canada is vastly wilderness. It's beautiful. I mean, it, it would be very easy for this thing to just, like, wander off into a gorge and just fucking die. Yeah. And we'd never know. Because it's that. such sparse population. So, that's where I'm at with that. I agree. And what do you guys think? Do you guys think there was a dinosaur roaming Canada in the early 
hundreds. Let Ooh. us know. Let us know what you think. But yes, uh, once again, thank you guys for supporting the show. Uh, please share the podcast on any social media platforms you have. Tell people if they like true crime, paranormal, or cryptids to check us out. We would really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian, if you would be so kind as to drop the socials. We love you guys so much, and we appreciate all of the love that we have been getting. It's been so nice, and we love you guys. I mean, just make sure you guys are following us on Facebook, Instagram, the TikToks. Make sure you guys are commenting, liking, and downloading the show. It helps us out. We like to know what you guys think. And if there's anything that you, I mean, our schedule is pretty full for this year, but we're always down to look for something new. So shoot us some things that you guys are interested in us talking about. If you like this episode, make sure you guys like it. If you don't like it, if you think that my jokes are stupid, you can tell me. It's okay. I don't think they're stupid. No, I don't think you see them. But some people probably would not want to try my anus. Try my anus sore. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, guys, uh, check out the episode on Friday, our normal posting day. This is just a bonus episode because we appreciate you guys. So we will see you next uh, or this Friday. Yay. Bye. Bye.